0: Hey everybody, Mike R. here from Hashtag 59, just with a little intro to this podcast. Today, we're discussing the podcast that actually gives Hashtag 59 its name, the National Parks, in particular the 59 National Parks of the United States. We have two special guests with Amy and I on this. We each give our 10 favorite parks in order, from 10 to number 1. We give the most overrated and underrated national parks in the United States. We also discuss the most epic hikes we've never been on and the places that we're going to go to next. If you like the outdoors and you like hiking, ranger programs, nature in any way whatsoever, especially within the United States, this podcast is for you. We're going to go on the inside right now. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to share what we have created for you on this podcast. Hey everybody, Mike Rudd here with another edition of the Hashtag 59 podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We discuss adventure in everyday places, and we are a community of outdoors and adventure travel advocates. Today we are going to be discussing the theme which our website actually got its name after. Hashtag 59 is a homage to the fact that there's 59 national parks of the United States. And that was kind of my gateway towards global travel. And exploring the world. So that's kind of how we came up with the name of that. And today I have my partner in crime, Amy, with me. Amy, say hello. Hi. And then we have Rita V., an amazing contributing writer and now podcast contributor.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Hi.
0: And then we also have the ever-wonderful storytelling, Holly B. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. So I'm super stoked. We have some true park junkies today on this episode, (laughs) I think. Uh, So this is going to be fun. I'm going to kind of jump right in and let everybody go around. I think obviously the parks all mean a lot to us. We named the website after the parks. So I'll start with myself and then we go Amy, Holly, Rita on, you know, what do the parks mean to you and why do you believe they're important for us to have? For me, I believe it's, you know, there are means to protect the wild and natural places of a country that I think has dwindling amounts of quiet space. And I think it's the top level. If the national parks protect land, then the state parks, then going all the the Mm -hmm. way down. We were just talking about an important metro parks levy coming through. It takes it all the way down to ground level. And to me, that's where everything starts. So I'd love to hear everybody else's thoughts. Yeah, I
2: mean, I agree with you on that, just because there's such an important place for people to be able to go and kind of get away from everyday life. And for me, they were important because when I was a young child, my parents would take me to them. And I mean, just getting away, because growing up in Ohio, you don't see a lot of like diverse environments all the time. You don't see huge mountains and you don't see, you know, deserts and things like that. So Just being able to go and, like, see something that's totally different from your, like, everyday life has always been, I think, like, an eye-opening experience. Couldn't agree more. Holly, what do you think?
3: Well, you know, there's that phrase that the parks are America's best idea. And I really believe that that is – that's such a true statement because they're amazing places. And so the designation just really – illustrates that and protects it and i think that all of us as americans we should enjoy our the public lands that we own and it really allows us to put things in a perspective and learn more about the environments that surround us so the term park junkie is definitely true you uh, said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and
1: I, I guess i would do everything you guys have said i mean there's something about protecting not only the wildlife and the biodiversity that's out there. But there's so much rich history that exists. I was just in mm-hmm. Big Bend, and there's this huge fossil discovery exhibit that talks about, like, millions of years of, you know, life that has been in Big Bend, Texas, right? And the fossils that were there. And so the protection of all of that history, too, it is important to us as a country, so we can continue to learn from that. Yeah. And
0: you hit that really well, because I think it's easy for us to think in only one generation. And these pieces of land have existed for long before we were walking around here. And they're gonna be here long after we're gone. And to protect those, I think is really important. Speaking on Holly's little park (laughs) junkie theme, we'll go reverse order this time. We'll go (laughs) Rita, Holly, Amy, then me. So there's 59 official United States national parks. How many have you been to, and how often do you visit them?
1: Yeah, so I'm such a nerd that I actually have a poster that has stickers. Mm -hmm. So when you visit the park, you're putting the stickers on the parks.
0: I own that poster as well.
1: (laughs) So I've just put my 31st sticker on the map, and in terms of how often do I visit them, I try to hit at least five new ones a year. That's a little ambitious sometimes, but I, I know I do some repeats as well.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Holly, I know you and your husband are on a quest to visit all of them, but I'm not 100% where you guys are at.
3: Right. So, I don't have the cool sticker thing, but now I'm I'm jealous. I may have to go buy that. But I have a poster and I'm actually looking at it right now. It's in my office right above my desk, and it says I've hiked a national park and we put push pins in the checklist mm. after we go to every park. And right now there are 37 push pins there. But on Friday, it'll turn into 38 because we're going to Shenandoah National Park to see, oh. hopefully, some great leaves changing and do some hiking. And then, actually, later on this year, at the end of the year, we're going to hit 39 and 40 for my 40th birthday. I know sometimes people don't like to say how old they are. I don't really care. <laughs> so we're to get out so that we'll hit park number 40 uh, on my 40th oh. in Hawaii and I usually average my husband and I we go together we usually average about five a year and we started this quest we actually went to our first national park together ten years ago and we started the quest a few years a couple years after that nice that's awesome so I'm on the
2: low end I know everyone else they're like 40 well, come on Amy. I've only been to 20 I And mean, a lot of those were actually when I was a kid I know it's not <laughs> Those a lot of those when I was a kid because my parents were both teachers so we were able to take Like, month-long vacations in the summertime. And how often do I visit? We probably at least do one or two a year. Next summer, we're going to probably go to seven. But that's only because we're doing a big, long road trip. And unfortunately, all the ones we're going to have already been to. But, you know, I'm taking one for the team. Yeah, and that's that's going to be an
0: epic road trip. Yeah. So I've been to... 39 at recording, by release, probably 42 because I'm going to three in Florida in the next couple weeks. You know, I grew up going to them. Yeah. I mean, if my wife gets a domestic trip that isn't to her hometown, that doesn't include a national park, something might be wrong with me. Like that, <laughs> that, to put it that way, on how often I try to incorporate a park visit on one of my trips. Holly, it's funny you mentioned we did a podcast previous to this on sabbaticals and mini retirements that's not released yet. But one of the people on there, he's done multiple sabbaticals overseas. And he said the one place in the world that he wishes he could go to next is Hawaii, actually. So I think it's sometimes interesting about the parks that are right here. They were talking about they've been to over 50 countries and they're like, we want to explore the United States more. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So this one, you know, (laughs) to a, the average person are probably like, what? This is like so over excessive, but I wanted everybody to actually share their parks, their 10 favorite going 10 through one. If you think it's a ridiculous question, you probably shouldn't be on this podcast. I'd like to hear what everybody has. 10 parks, 10 through one. We'll go. Holly, start us off.
3: Okay, well, I'll just preface this by saying it is very hard to narrow it down to even 10. I agree. We already said that before we called you. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Like everyone, the most common question I get when people find out about the Quest is, what's your favorite park? And I'm like, yeah, it depends, you know, because I have a lot of different reasons why I have different favorites. But I thought about this, and I thought about kind of the experiences that I've had in the parks. Versus, you know, I'm not saying, well, this is more scenic than that one. It's more about my own personal experience. So starting with 10, I've got Joshua Tree National Park, and then uh, Bryce Canyon, Big Bend, Acadia, Zion, North Cascades, Glacier, Grand Teton, Canyonlands, and number one is Yosemite.
0: Ooh, nice list. I already Mm -hmm. have this vision. We're going to Actually, probably, I'm going to probably, Holly and Rita, you guys are going to need to get a doodle these yeah. for us oh, as,
1: yeah. as
0: graphics to help promote this podcast on there. Rita, go on yours.
1: Okay, so I only did five because my husband and I, I mentioned this question, and he said 10 is gratuitous, and I was like, all, all right, if you say so. So I'll start with five. Five is the Tetons. Then I would say Zion... Glacier Smokies. And Mount Rainier, the Rainier National Park is my favorite. When we lived in Seattle, I would call Mount Rainier, my boyfriend, hoping to see him every day. (laughs) I actually gave Mount Rainier a voice and he spoke to me after I saw him and he'd say, hello Rita, you're looking good today. Thanks Mount Rainier, I love you. So uh, yeah, Mount Rainier is number one for me.
0: Love it. I love how we're all in different places too because like to Holly's point it is a hard list and I would never even want to go past him because I feel like nobody deserves to be in like the bottom tier (laughs) I'm like that's why I kind of like capped it there but I would go Crater Lake in Oregon Yosemite in California Acadia in Maine which that's my wife's favorite park now because we've gone there twice and she's not had a close encounter with (laughs) extremely big wildlife so that's kind (laughs) of like what marks it up for her Number seven for me, Arches in Utah, then Yellowstone in Wyoming. Death Valley in Cali is number five, Zion in Utah, Glacier in Montana. Number two, Grand Canyon, and number one, and this one for me, like you talked about, Holly, different reasons. I grew up visiting. I've probably been to Rocky Mountain National Park 25 times. We had a small cabin out there growing up as a child, so that one because I've just Lived out there and been out there is number one. All right, Amy. Okay. What do you got? Well
2: I accidentally put them in the wrong order, so I'm gonna have to figure Okay. This out, but it's okay. Can
0: you so I, number can ten you adjust on the fly or you wanna go one I through ten? Nope,
2: nope, I'm gonna do ten through one. So number ten is Joshua Tree, number nine is Smoky Mountains, then Acadia, Bryce Canyon, Rocky Mountain, Grand Canyon, Arches, Mount Rainier, Zion, and my number one is Olympic. And I actually just went there. And the reason that it's my number one is because there's three different kinds of park in one. So that's why I like it. Because you have the mountains, you have the beaches, and you have a rainforest.
0: Seems like Washington is the big winner here from this oh, list, yeah. maybe. It seems like i claiming two number one spots.
1: <laughs> it's stunning.
0: That's great. I want to... Let everybody talk about, you know, Holly kind of alluded to this. I did too. But, you know, where are you going next? I think if you're enjoying the parks as much as the four of us are, there's always a next trip and what you're doing. Hopefully this gives some people all over the country and the world, like, different ideas and ways in which. I think it's very easy to just categorize the parks as like, oh, yeah, there's, like, the Grand Canyon and there's one in Colorado. And, oh, yeah, there's a bunch in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And to stop there... So, I'm going next. There's actually three national parks in Florida, one of which is a Civil War fort 70 miles west of Key West, dry tortugas. So, we're going down out of Key West and doing that on a day trip. Then, we're going to stay with our friends who are actually Mike and Paula, who are on the sabbatical and mini retirement podcast. And we're going to all go to Biscayne Bay, which is right outside of Miami, Florida, and go snorkeling and go kayaking in the ocean, which will be, I think, a great day. And then the Everglades. Everglades is another park in southern Florida that I haven't been to Mm -hmm. that looks stunning. I think people don't assume that there's three national parks in this little pocket of southern Florida, so that's what I'm going to next. Amy, uh, I'll let you go. Where are you going?
2: So we're actually not going anywhere until next May, and that's because we're taking a two-week road trip. We are going to Arches, Canyonlands, Bryce, Capitol Reef, Zion, Grand Canyon, Petrified Forest, which I don't know if anyone else has been there, but it's I've actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then we're going to come home. We might go to somewhere else in there. I'm not sure. I, haven't... I like
0: how you prep. It's like late October and <laughs> you're like, I'm not going anywhere till May and you're going to like nine of
2: them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That so. should
0: be how long? Two weeks? Yeah. That's going yeah. to be a good road trip. 14 days. So. Are you going to be uh, live giving us some maybe. behind the scenes on that? Yeah, as it maybe. Happens?
2: Nelson would like to get a portable Wi Fi in our car.
0: So. That would be good. What, what are you most excited about for that two week trip? Pick one, one of the parks.
2: I'm most excited about doing Zion again because. And actually, I'm excited about the whole trip because last time I went there, I was 14. And Mm -hmm. so I don't really remember a lot of it. I'm also really excited. This sounds weird, but I'm actually excited to bring somebody I love to these parks. Yeah. Because he's never been there. And so it's almost like I don't have any children. So it's kind of like, you know, when you have children, you experience life through their eyes again. It's more like, oh, I get to see what he kind of sees.
0: That's neat. I like that. Holly, I know you talked a little bit about the 40th birthday bash in Hawaii. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about Shenandoah? Give them a little glimpse of what you could do if you're on the East Coast.
3: Sure. Well, you know, this is one of those things that we just kind of are squeezing in on a long weekend. So we're actually going to road trip out there and excited to to see that part of the country. I've been out there a few times, but I'm excited to get back. And there's just something about camping in the fall. (laughs) I love to camp year-round, but we're going to camp at the campgrounds there and just looking forward to relaxing and sitting by the fire and hopefully seeing some nice leaves and and taking some good hikes. We have a couple options for one of our longer hikes. There's a hike called the old rag hike and then there's another one that's uh, white oaks Cedar run but the debate here is old rag is like the most popular hike (laughs) there and from things that I've read on the weekends it gets crazy and one of the things I love about the national parks, and don't get me wrong, I love people. People are cool, <laughs> but I also like to escape from people and crowds when I'm in the wild, and so I think even though it sounds like Epic Hike, we may pick the other one just to get a little more secluded from the crowds, so we'll make a game-time decision when we get there, but
0: That will be good. good. It's a beautiful park, and for those listeners who don't know, is in Virginia, and it's... Actually, I think less than an hour from Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's really close. Yeah, so if you're in that region of the busy, bustling East Coast, that's a great park to be Mm -hmm. able to ducktail out for a quiet weekend. Rita, you were just, you've been all over the place recently, so I don't even know. You guys just got back. Two days ago, I think. So do you already have another one in the works?
3: We we do. Um, So we're actually, (laughs) speaking
1: of D.C., so Holly, I may see you out there. We're going to be in D.C. next weekend for the Marine Corps Marathon in 10K. So I'm doing the shorter distance, hopefully saving my legs for some hiking. So hopefully we'll be popping down to Shenandoah as well. McAfee Knob is one of the attributes that's out there, I think, on Old Rag. So that's in our sights if we make our way down to Shenandoah.
0: McAfee Knob good hike
1: yeah
0: epic epic photo yeah. and view mm-hmm. when you get out there my dad is afraid of heights a little bit mm-hmm. and he wouldn't go out on the knob <laughs> he from about 100 feet away got an incredible photo of myself just sitting mm. as the knob you can see as it juts out we'll put a photo of it in the show notes for everybody but it's cool. yeah that's nice okay i try to be very like not picky on this question, but I wanted everybody to share like their most over and underrated parks. <laughs> and you know, I kind of was a sucker for my own question. I didn't even want to like overrate a park, but I would. So well, I was That's would, like
2: what I said. I was like, is that even a thing? Can I, there, be, well, a, I think can there that, be an overrated park? All right. To
0: Holly's point, <laughs> I put most overrated park is Henny of the big parks on a holiday weekend because i think they just get inundated and you're in a traffic jam if you show up at the wrong time but most underrated park is the newest one to me we went to Pinnacles in california Mm -hmm. earlier in march they protect they basically saved the condors from extinction and protected them and have now they're flourishing compared in as opposed to going extinct which i think is really important The hiking there is amazing. And there's beautiful campsites and lots of trails. And it was nice to get out in March, leaving Columbus, Ohio, and get out there in 90-degree weather. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really gorgeous park. They have bigger meaning to what they're doing than just for me to go hiking in it. So I'll put that as my most underrated. Rita, we'll go around the horn.
1: So... This may be controversial. I know this was in your top 10, Mike. But I would say, for me, the most one of the most overrated has been Crater Lake. And we went this year, and I don't know that I got the full experience. So I will put that out as a caveat. The fires that have been out there made it a little smoky. So oh, I did not man. see Crater Lake on the beautiful blue skyed, crystal blue water days but i was hoping for more so i'll just put it at that
0: it barely um, made my top ten
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> good to know we're still gonna be friends after this um in terms of underrated I, I have to admit i fell in love a little bit with big bend when we were down in texas Number one, it just wasn't on my radar. And part of it, I think, is just because it's so remote. It's hard to get to Big Bend. It's hours away from Houston. It's hours away from El Paso, which I think is the biggest metro airport nearby. Yeah, it is. But... You know, it's on the Rio Grande, you know, on the border of Mexico. And the landscape is stunning. And, you know, I became a real nerd for the fossil history that was there, too. So I would absolutely go back. And it's a big park. There's lots to explore. So I would put that as
3: underrated.
0: That's great. Holly, what do you think?
3: Okay, so this is always challenging for me to be critical of the national parks. Um, And I'm kind of going to take a little bit of a different angle on this question. Because just recently, this year... The Jefferson National Expansion Memorial was renamed to Gateway National Park. So now there's actually 60 national parks. It's the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. No, that was only and hard. didn't really hear much about it. I didn't actually know about it until I saw a shirt that said, I visited all 60 parks. I'm like, that's not right. That's a typo. <laughs> and I, did a of, I did a little bit of research. I was like, oh, I guess it is true. And I love the Gateway Arch, I'm in the architecture. An engineering industry, and I think that our built environment, you know, it's very important. Our public parks and city parks are critical to placemaking and all of these things, but it kind of surprised me that it was named a national park and not a national monument because it is more of a developed area, and so I love that area, but if you're kind of looking at it through the lens of a national park and what those typically stand for, I was surprised by that, and and I think it would be considered kind of in the criteria of, of what's underrated that it would be that. So I'd like to see us preserve lands because of their more geographical, natural features and maybe save some of those, those things for monuments or other designations. Uh, so then for the most underrated park, I mean, there's a lot of least visited parks that are awesome. It's kind of a tie for me between North Cascades, which was in my top 10, or Capitol Reef in Utah. Both gorgeous parks, um, and they have that solitude that I really crave that sometimes isn't possible in those more popular parks.
0: Capitol Reef was, I had Capitol Reef and I changed it to Pentacles, because I think Utah gets all the, those Mm -hmm. other ones get a lot of pub, and I think Capitol Reef's just as amazing. And no, we're not changing our name every time they add a new park,
3: (laughs) just just so we're all
0: clear. Yeah, we're just going to, you know, it was when the sight and the vision was born, how many there were. So <laughs> it will always oh, be Oh, I
3: that. I agree with that. Stick with the 59. But, you know, you all had great suggestions. I loved Pinnacles, loved Big Ben. Those are awesome parks, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> what about Me you, too. Amy?
2: I didn't really have an underrated park, but I would agree with everyone on the fact that, you know, on a holiday weekend, visiting certain parks is kind of... A shit show. And yeah. also, Holly, I didn't realize that the arch was suddenly a national park either. I thought that was always a monument. So that's surprising to me. For me, the most underrated, which I have not been to, but my dad actually went for a week, is Isle Royale mm. in Michigan. Yeah. And it's kind of a thing where it's almost like uh, the place in Florida where you have to like boat there and you basically stay there for long
0: you're going to be there. So. going there in next Labor Day with my
2: dad. Oh, you are? Yes. It's fun.
0: And fun fact, I believe, another Isle Royale, he said when he was trying to book our reservation, everybody calls, They answer the phones as Isle Royale.
2: Oh. I didn't know okay. that. Okay. Well, it's we're spelled
0: seeing. R-O-Y-A-L-E. So yeah. Either,
2: I thought it was, maybe Nord- it's like the Royale with cheese. I know. That's exactly know, what, I I that's exactly <laughs> what I,
0: He said he was confused. He said, I figured they work there, so I'm not going to sit there and, Correct them on the pronunciation of that park. But it park.
2: also is in northern Michigan. Yeah, so, way northern. I don't know. Okay. But yeah,
0: that is uh, supposed to be a magnificent place. Yep. Yeah, he and my mom go to a lot of the parks, and there's just a couple on her list that she said not interested in, and that was one, so I got the phone call. <laughs> would you like to come on this? That's me? awesome.
1: I heard they just started reintroducing wolves up there. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah.
0: That should be a fun adventure to break it to him out on the hiking trail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they run into a wolf.
0: You know, misconceptions about the parks, uh, you know, I feel maybe people sometimes think they're just for, like, climbing mountains. But I think between, like, ranger programs, protection of animals and trees, caves, underground protection of land, places of solitude, employment, a really nice way to live your passion and get to work there, I think are some items that I think people don't necessarily think about. I'll open the floor. Anybody else have thoughts on, like possible misconceptions out there about the parks for somebody who maybe doesn't go to them a lot
1: the only thing that popped in my mind i don't know if this is a misconception but a controversy sometimes emerges around costs of the parks right yeah. oh my gosh it costs 25 dollars to get in or you know i heard recently that they might even raise the price for individual parks up to 70 dollars And people saying, gosh, that seems like a lot, but I don't know that people understand what it takes to actually protect the lands and then, to your point, to take care of all the employees who are in the rangers who are there you know, serving the parks. And so that's just perhaps a misconception about what it actually takes to to protect these public lands.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Holly, any other thoughts?
3: I mean, that's a great point. I will just, I guess, put in a little promo that, you know, You can always donate more to the parks. Like, that's one thing that we like to do. It's not just about kind of paying for it, but being able to make a donation when you talk to a ranger, supporting the National Park Foundation. There's all those ways to do that because there's definitely, there's that need. You know, one of the most common questions I get is, how many national parks are there? Because, Mm -hmm. and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the Gateway Arch being named a national park. It's kind of a tricky question because there's, like, I think 417 park sites
0: 480 but the national now, I guess. park number
3: is is actually around 60 and so it get that verbiage gets a little confusing for people because when they hear i want to visit them all they're just like what how are you going to be able to achieve that <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well we're scaling it down to 60 we're going to keep this manageable but we love to visit all the national park sites but i think they just feel like it's a bigger feat because of that number there's just confusion over what constitutes it because you see national park service signage on a lot of different places and they're managed by the department but they're not actually designated as a national park a park park
0: (laughs) and to throw a plug to those other three you know 60 out there there's some cool places we went to abraham lincoln's birthplace Mm -hmm. site
2: or even going to like a national forest
0: yeah the the monuments there's a lot of neat stuff out there one lady who's in our community she actually on instagram is the national park patch lady she's trying to go to all Mm -hmm. 417 of them i think her profile just says serial national park road tripper and uh, (laughs) she does she goes all over the place so let's close out before we go into rapid fire i want to Favorite hike in a national park, one you want to do, and if in 2019 I gave you 30 days to visit parks, what would you do? So we can go in those three. I'm going to go favorite hike. I just did this in September, rim to rim of the Grand Canyon. Tough to beat. I've done a lot of great hikes, but it was epic. And then one I'd like to do, one that I believe Holly has done, and this was number two on my list when I was trying to figure out a bucket list hike, was Half Dome in Yosemite. I would like to do that, albeit with the crowds and the thunderstorms and the permits. (laughs) I still would like to do Half Dome. And then if I had one month, I would go to all the parks in Alaska that I haven't been to yet for three weeks. And then I'd hightail down to American Samoa and Volcano National Park and visit those over a week. Because then I would only have... A few left to visit in the lower 48, and I feel like that's a lot more doable Doable. and reasonable. So if somebody wants to sponsor me for 30 (laughs) days and 19, that's what I'm doing. Rita?
1: So favorite hike. It's, of course, at my favorite park, Outbet Rainier. Spray Park is amazing. It's amazing because it's, you know, a longer day hike. It's about eight miles. You hike up, and your destination is basically this field of wildflowers, and if you hit it during the summer, the lupine smells are intoxicating. You have great views of the actual mountain, and every once in a while, you'll see some really cool wildlife, so that would be Spray Park. at Rainier would be my favorite. Yearning to do is actually a hike that I have done, but have been rained on the two times we've gone backpacking on the High Divide in Olympic National Park. Mm. It's supposed to be spectacular. It's the Seven Lakes Basin, but every time time we have gone it has rained on us so we haven't seen the views that you're supposed to be able to see up in Olympic National Park
0: which is a really good blog you wrote about on your back <laughs> on your backpacking trip and tour and it is a Shenandoah for me we visited there during torrential downpours from a hurricane from down south I almost got blown off the Appalachian Trail like a guy's tent pop-up tent flipped upside down and it oh
2: my gosh. poured the
0: whole time oh I was there wow. so yeah sometimes you get to places and it's not
3: it's not what you expect yeah, yeah yeah how about you Holly so my favorite hike so far not to rub it in Mike but it was half
1: done
3: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I think it was you know you have to get the permit and we went to we've gone to Yosemite twice the second time we went we tried to get a permit again and we were not selected because it's a lottery But it was just an amazing feat, beautiful. Every time you see the iconic photos of Half Dome, knowing that you've been on top of it, it's just really, it was memorable and special. I'd love to do Angel's Landing in Zion. We've been to Zion, but for some reason, I can't remember, this was a long time ago, we couldn't do the hike. Like it was not accessible at the time or something. And that is one that I definitely want to do. I want to go back to Zion and spend more time there and do that hike. For the... One month visiting parks, same answer as you, Mike. I'd love to go to Alaska, and I know a month probably isn't even enough time to see Mm-mm. everything I'd want to see and explore them all, and it's a huge place, but it seems like if I had a month, that that would be a nice opportunity to do that.
0: Excellent. All right, Amy, what do you got?
2: So my favorite hike is probably a little bit different than everyone else's, but I really, really, really liked this one in the Smoky Mountains, and it's called Charlie's Bunyan oh, yeah. and the Jump Off.
0: Yeah. Great, great hike.
2: It's probably like six miles or so. It's not like super hard, but it's a great like, you know, if you don't like want to overexert yourself. I mean, it's a pretty good elevation gain, but it's the views are phenomenal. And there's not like a ton of people all the time on them on that trail. It's kind of like it's a good one. It's actually really funny, too, because the parking lot's really full, but no one's really hiking. They're all just kind of like... Hanging out there to see the view from the parking lot,
1: and technically, you can say you're part of the Appalachian Trail exactly, too. Exactly, because you you're into walking the AT on it. for a bit. Yeah, the
2: one I want to do is kind of along your lines, Holly. It's actually Observation Point, which is higher than Angel's Landing. When we're going there, I'm, we're planning on doing both. We'll see how we actually feel. And then, if you gave me a month to go somewhere, I think I would actually do all the national parks in Washington. Just kind of spend like a week in mm-hmm. all of them. Or I would maybe do like Yellowstone Tetons Glacier, because I've never been to any of those. So.
0: Washington State getting some energy and love Sorry, today on this I podcast. Know. I like No, it's good. <laughs> you know, I think the thing I think it when we've talked about this, some of the overriding themes for me are the parks create like a yearning for adventures and like this travel community, plus they conserve nature and animals and I think it really is like it gives people who have a bold passion for protecting the planet and the wilderness in our both in our country and then in our world like almost an agenda so I think that's what I've seen and that's why I would encourage any listener who's maybe not as so called park junkie to maybe become one and try to really there's a lot more than just getting your photo taken at the entrance sign, or just Mm -hmm. even going on a hike, really, to that point. To your point with Observation Point, that is actually the cover I used on my last marketing book, is myself, my feet dangling over the top of Observation Point. That's an epic hike. Are you guys ready for rapid fire?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. Holly? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Amy, you want to do them? Take us around?
2: Okay, so do you want me to say it, and then I'll start to? Okay, So we're probably going to do me, Mike, Rita, and then you, Holly, if that's okay. Okay, so what's the national park everyone should visit but never does? So I said, I guess we already talked about it, but sometimes people pass over Capitol Reef. So if you're going to do Utah, make sure you also stop at Capitol Reef.
0: Excellent. I would say Great Basin National Park. There's 100 miles where you're going to drive with nothing to get there, and that really dissuades people, but it's an amazing park in the town of Baker, Nevada, right next to it, is also an incredible place.
1: I'm going to throw out Lake Clark, which you have to fly into to get to, which is up in Alaska, but it is, which makes it challenging to get to, but it is stunning and so remote and you see amazing wildlife. Nice. Holly?
3: So, I know Mike's about to go here, and people do go here, but the Dry Tortugas, I would say go there, but don't just go there for a day trip, camp out, because... Mm. You can see the sunrise and sunset. You can see a million stars in the sky, and it's just a great opportunity that not a whole lot of people do.
0: All great suggestions.
3: Okay,
2: so what's the hardest national park to plan a visit to? And it was actually Rita, the one you just mentioned, in Alaska. So Lake Clark? Yeah.
0: Nice. I'd go with American Samoa. I went with that one over the Alaska ones because... I feel like Alaska's at least, like, they have, like... You can at if, least get there. Yeah, and Anchorage is... Whereas, like, Samoa, I think, has two flights from Honolulu a week. And if that flight gets canceled, then you got to wait three or four days. Whereas I feel like there's more... The stuff in Alaska is really rugged too, but that was why I gave it a slight bump.
1: Yeah, I was going to even throw out like Isle Royal.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a three hour boat ride, I guess. Yeah, was, yeah, and
1: you have to leave from basically the tip of Michigan, which is no small feat to get up to. Yeah. And even when I was, because I was recently looking at going up there, and the windows for the ferries are short and narrow, particularly as you get into the fall. So it's just a little planes, trains, and automobiles action to get to Isle Royale. Absolutely. Royal.
0: Royale. Royale with cheese. Yeah.
3: That's right. Holly? Yeah, so we were looking at uh, Kobuk Valley National Park, also in Alaska. You can only get there by bush plane. However, I think, you know, you get an outfitter or somebody who can help you with your excursion probably makes it a lot easier, but that's one that we're kind of thinking about, those more remote parks. How do we work those in?
2: Awesome. Okay, so what state park or national monument would you turn into a national park if you could? So I kind of took this a little bit further. It's a national forest right now, but it's Red River Gorge in Mm. Kentucky. I just think it's really pretty, and it's a great place. And Kentucky doesn't have... It only has one other national park, so we'll give it another one.
0: That's great, which Kentucky's other national park also happens to have the biggest cave Mm. in the entire world. Go there. I picked Baxter State Park in Maine. It's the end of the Appalachian Trail. It has this huge, massive mountain. And I think it looks like, a. as much as I love Acadia, and I love visiting Maine, I feel like Maine deserves to have a second one. national park.
1: I had two, and one of them was also Red River Gorge, just because what I've heard is it's getting more visited and more trashy, and Mm. so perhaps some protection from the National Park Service could be beneficial. The other one that I have on my list was the Golden Gate Recreational Area, which includes Mirror Woods and Alcatraz, but this sort of amalgamation of, it is a national recreation area, but I wonder what else could come if it had the NPS designation with it.
0: Nice yeah what do you got holly
3: another vote for red river gorge it's close to where i live relatively speaking and i think if i recall correctly you guys can correct me on this i think it might have like the the second to arches and the number of natural arches and oh yeah uh, it would also add some love to this part of the country that doesn't have as many national parks
2: yeah excellent Okay, so how many national parks will there be when you're 60? I mean, I don't know. I hope there's a couple more, right? Like, there should be.
0: I said 63.
1: That's fantastic. I don't know that I'm as ambitious. It <laughs> depends on what what's going on in the political world these days. But yeah. I'm not that far off, and so I'm, I'm hoping there are a few more by then.
0: Holly, you have a number?
1: Yeah, I mean, I
3: just pulled, I just said 60 at 60, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> there might be some that that go away and there might be some that are added but yeah that's a it's hard to predict the future but just go with a nice round number
0: <laughs> excellent well i want to thank rita and holly for your time and energy coming on here and for your incredible blogs that you contribute
1: thanks for having us
0: we yeah uh, thank
3: you super fun
0: yeah we really enjoyed it and i got we have a lot of show notes that we're going to be filling in some doodles some <laughs> blog links and, and a lot more everybody's Top 10 lists and most overrated, underrated. But thanks uh, to the Hashtag 59 community for listening to this podcast. Join us. Take part in the adventures at Hashtag59.com. We have content. We have contests. And we have events. And if you're not subscribed to this podcast already on iTunes, we would love for you to subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, leave us a nice review. It really is helpful and beneficial to what we're trying to do. Want to thank you again for tuning in. From Rita, Holly, Amy, and myself, Mike, we are signing off. Adios, amigos.